Hey, what is going on? Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. We have another great one on hand for you this week as we had the opportunity to sit down and chat with Austin P. State alum, both a bronze and silver medalist at the Pan American Games and current member of the Canadian women's national team, Calgary, Alberta native Morgan Rackle. Mo has had a stellar career to date as she has been named North Texas Junior College Athletic Conference Pitcher of the Year, Ohio Valley Conference Pitcher of the Year, was NFCA third, Central third team selection, as well as the previously mentioned medal wins at the Pan Am Games. We talked to Mo about getting her start in the game after developing the love for it from her parents, competing at the 2017 Canada Games in Winnipeg, being named to the Canadian national team, the disappointment of being named an alternate to the 2020 Olympic team, and much, much more. Mo was such a pleasure to chat with. I'm so excited to see what the future holds for her both on and off the field. I know whatever it is, it's going to be great. With that being said, this is Outside the Shoot, and as our boy class says in the opener, anything goes. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. happy to have on with us today 2019 pan am Games silver medalist and most recently bronze medalist with the canadian women's national team down in chile calgary alberta native the one and only morgan rackle mo thanks so much for coming on the podcast yeah thanks for having me i'm super pumped awesome how's things going down in texas today oh it's a bit rainy today but we got a good practice in so can't complain too much speaking of you're coaching with texas tech correct uh, Texas State. Texas State. <laughs> Listen to me <laughs> saying, yeah, before we record, I'm like, ah, I got my notes all set. Yeah. No, I don't. Come on. Hey, right? You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you liking it anyway? Um, It's been good. Uh, I've learned a lot being on the other side of the field, being mm-hmm. in a coaching position a little bit, Um, throwing a lot of BP, so a lot of endurance on the arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, But yeah, it's been overall a good experience for me. Still a little exhausted from Pan Am Games or... Oh, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> Jet lagged for sure. Yeah. So how was Chile anyway? Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. Like we were right in the base of the Andes and I'm a huge mountain girl being from Calgary. So mm. um, super cool. Loved it. Nice. So did you get to see any of the sites where you're there? Because I mean, you guys are pretty uh, <laughs> jam-packed for time there. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't get out of the village very much mm. personally. Um, some of the other girls did, but I, when I'm in competition, I don't like to go out and do things just in case something happens oh, or makes sense. I'm walking around too much type thing. So yeah. Hey, makes total sense. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I do. I love the Abbey road pick by the way. Oh, thank you. That was sick. <laughs> so that was, yeah. that was you, Zoe, Janet and Erica. Yeah. We were walking the wrong way though, which I was kind of <laughs> pissed about. Oh but. yeah, that's right too. You were. Yeah. We didn't notice till after. Oh, uh, frig. So I mean, hey, that's a pretty cool photo though. Oh yeah. I'm just, yeah. I love it. All right on. So, uh, of course, one thing with the podcast here, we, uh, I like to start off 
little thing I call quick pitches. I'm going to uh, throw some random questions to you and you answer them as best you can. Okay, I'm ready. All right. First one, I always start off with this one. If you had to live off one food for a week, what is it? Uh, Pasta. Any particular pasta or uh, all like, pasta? I'm going to, I'm, if you want me to be specific, honestly, just like butter and noodles with a lot of Parmesan cheese. Oh my, sounds like my daughter. Holy jumping. <laughs> Same thing. Like I like sauce. Got to have the sauce on it. Yeah. But if you put enough butter, you don't need the sauce. I guess so. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, biggest thing you miss at Austin P state. Uh, the people. Yeah. Yeah, I miss my teammates for sure. Uh, coolest thing about Coachella? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Where do you start? <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, I got to see Harry Styles, so that was pretty cool. That's cool. Loved him. Yeah. Loved him. <laughs> so was that like a, is, was that a, a, that's a four or five day festival, is it not? Yeah, it's three days. Three days, but like, okay. Yeah, for like 12 hours. That's insane. So, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of endurance for the day, is it not? <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was hot too, like desert heat, right? So oh, that's right I brought too. my camel back and stuff. Oh, I was the only one of my friend group prepared. <laughs> uh, if you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, where is it? Uh, number one right now for me is Iceland. Huh. I, think, I would love to go to Iceland. You know what's crazy? I think I had somebody on here say that before. Really? And it just, I was like, whoa, I was like, that I did not expect that. But yeah, it, but the funny thing is after they said it, I wish I could remember who it was, but I went online and looked on, at, absolutely, I'd love to go to Iceland as well. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I know it's it's one of the safest places in the world too, so that's mm -hmm. one trip I would love to do solo. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, like springs there, that you, you know, like the hot springs, do they not? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, you can have dinner with three people, living or dead. Who are they? Oh, um... Living or dead. Uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy. He's up there. Um, okay. <laughs> Harry Styles. <laughs> and Joe Jonas. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't need I don't need any dead people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill Nye the Science Guy. All right. Yeah, he's kind of a wild card for me, right. but this, love him. All right. Uh, Go-to show to binge watch. Uh, Go-to Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Great show. Oh, love that show fantastic what's it what i you know what's funny i i never watched up until probably i think it's about a year ago now and a person i work with said you know don't watch the first season you won't like the first season so <laughs> start at the second season so i was like okay I, so i actually did start the second season man i never i laughed my ass off so much and i think i i, I don't think i've i got the season five i believe so i still have a lot more to go but Either way, such a great show. Yeah, you've got a lot to go. Oh, I, I have a I have lot like to go. 16 or something. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, at least I have, I have a lot of viewing to do, which is yeah. know, nice to have in my back pocket. Good episodes ahead. Yeah. Uh, where am I at here? On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being great, rate your rap battle skills. <laughs> oh, zero. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I'm terrible. Oh. So, okay. Who's the best? Oh, um, I don't know. I feel like on our team currently, yeah, I feel like I fit Kiana. Okay. Probably. Um, she has the most rhythm, I would say, out of anyone. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Uh, 
couple more here. Where did the jersey number selection come from? Because, I mean, that's pretty iconic here in Canada. I know. Um, honestly, the Gretzky thing never crossed my mind when it when mm-hmm. I picked it. Um, but I, everyone assumes that's why. But when I s- transferred schools to Austin P, uh, we got to pick, we were ordering new jerseys. So I got to pick a number. Okay. And 13 had been my number my whole life. So I, my first selection was 13. And then you had to pick your secondary. Yeah. And my secondary was 99 because of Aaron Judge, because I'm a huge Yankees uh, fan. Okay. Yeah. And then they ended up giving 13 to a freshman. So I ended up with 99 and um, I did really well. So it kind of stuck and I'm there, we I'm go. there to stay. The, yeah. The new Gretz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good company to be in. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, last one here. I think I know the answer now. Joe, Nick or Kevin? Oh, it's Joe for sure. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, Nick, I've always been. A, uh, I've always been a Joe girly. Like ever since I was little. Okay. He's the he's the funny one. So what's so. what's the go to jam? Oh, uh, you you can't make me pick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I had to pick, I would say, as of right now, probably got me going crazy off their second album. Okay. See, I mean, it's hard no, to go no wrong. One, no one knows it. No. But <laughs> I mean, cut. of course, Sucker is amazing. Like, I mean, the beat to Sucker is just fantastic. I mean, it's, I know it's mainstream and everything, but still a really good, really good beat to it. Yeah, and, for sure. And of course, I got Nick Jonas is amazing. I'm going to say that because <laughs> Jealous and Close are bangers. Plus, he's in Jumanji. So. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason I saw Jumanji was because he was in it. <laughs> oh, not not Kevin Hart of the Rock. It's just oh, Nick's in there. So yeah, for sure. So you get you get I'm to, loyal. You got to see them at Yankee Stadium, didn't you? I did. How was that? Uh, big moment for me. I was more excited to see the stadium than the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty crazy. You know, Yankee Stadium. That, so how was Yankee Stadium? Yeah, um, it was really cool. Yeah. I actually finessed a little bit of dirt from the field too. No way. Yeah, so I like ran up to a guy and I was on the floor. I was on the field and they had like these slats put down so I couldn't access the dirt. So I went and asked someone and he was like, I usually only do it for kids, but I'll help you out. <laughs> Holy I was like, thank shit. you. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so I'll keep that forever. Nice. So, so I mean, did you... Did you have like a baggie available to put it in or what did you do? What did you do with the dirt? No, I, the, the worker got me a bag. Oh, he like, okay. He was like the Yankee guy at the right. concert. So oh, wow. I, I asked the right person. That's, that's sick. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, let's go back to early on here. Let's uh, tell us how little Mo got her, got her start in the game. Um, well, I, my parents actually met playing slow pitch. Okay. So, uh, Softball's been huge in my life ever since I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my aunts on my dad's side played softball growing up, and his dad was their coach. So my dad was my coach growing up, too, and uh, just loved the sport, played every sport. But softball was a standout for me, for sure. Yeah, Love for it right away? Uh, yeah, ups and downs like anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my second love is basketball, for sure. Um, but I knew I could go do great things with softball. So that's what made me stick around with it a little bit stronger. Awesome. Now you, uh, you would have grew up playing in the, is it the Kaisen's program? Yes. Yeah. 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 So any, you know, 
big moments from early, from the early on years stick out to you? Yeah, um, we actually won. I think it was 2013. I could be wrong on the year, um, but we won a silver medal at nationals. And that was the first time in 19 years, a minor league, a minor softball team from Alberta had medaled at nationals. Oh, wow. Holy Yeah. Cow. So it was like a super big moment for not only ourselves, but for the province as well for softball. Um, and Holy that's cow. something it hasn't been done since either. So I'm hoping we don't go as long as 19 this time, but really though. So where was that at? Yeah. Uh, that was in PEI. Oh, nice. Yeah. So never thought I would ever go to PEI. 20, holy shit. I think I was there watching. No way. Yes. So my wife's cousin played for PEI. Okay. Yeah. And we were over there on vacation and I went and watched quite a few games, actually. That is. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. That's, that's small world. It is. such a small world. It really is. It really is. So, Hey, chances are I may have seen you play. Never cool. knew. But that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so who were, uh, who were some of the people that helped you, you know, early on in those years? Um, my dad was my head coach. Um, he's, I've always been the, uh, coach's kid. Mm whether it be a screaming match on the field or a screaming match in the car ride home. Uh, I'll, I'll always be grateful for him for what effort he put in for me. Was there, was there many of those? Oh yeah. Like he's a hothead. I get it from him too. So um, when we're going to battle, it's, it's not a pretty sight. Yeah. A couple of those visits to the mound, uh, you know, got a little heated. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So when did uh, college ball, pop on the radar, you know, as being the thing that you wanted to go for? Uh, so my sister, she's six years older than me. Mm. Um, she went to school for softball down the States. Um, and her journey was, she came back after a year, was cut short for her, um, mm. just wasn't the right fit. Where but was she at? I always, uh, she was at Bryan College. It was like this small school in um, Tennessee. Okay. And then she transferred to Chipola for the spring. So... That's a JUCO in Florida. Okay. Right on. Um, yeah. So she ended up coming back after a year and my parents were very tentative about me potentially doing it, but I knew I had a lot more. I'm, she was talented, but I, I always knew I was more of the athlete than she was. Um, <laughs> oh, she's going to hear but, this and be like, what? <laughs> I know, but she knows it. She knows it now. She's got the brain. She's uh, a doctor. So oh, she's oh fine. freak. She's good then. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I always knew I could do it. So, um, that's when I kind of started thinking about it after she went through her journey. Right on. So what led to choosing weather for college? Um, I knew I wanted to go far from home. Um, <laughs> get I, me away <laughs> from my dad. <laughs> no, no, I just, um, I'm not much of a homebody. Uh, right. I really do believe home is like, home is where you make it. Yeah. Um, and I always wanted to go and do things on my own and see the world at that age. So Texas seemed like a good opportunity and it was familiar a little bit being from Calgary. I was familiar with, um, country music and yep. the culture a little bit. So, um, it felt like a good fit and a Juco knowing it was a little bit smaller, like eased me into the college life too. So how did the recruiting process go? Um, I actually got picked up by the White Rock Renegades. Oh, okay. Uh, the team yeah. That beat yeah. us at nationals. Right. <laughs> um, made friends with their coach, and they took me down to Houston for a recruiting tournament, and that's where they saw me. Oh wow! Right on. Yeah. So I owe I owe 
stuff to the White Rock Renegades, which hurts my soul. Yeah, a really? Bit, wouldn't it though? I mean, that's <laughs> wow. Yeah. That must have hurt to say. <laughs> yeah, but I got to wear the pinstripe, so I was stoked. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how was campus life there in Weatherford? Um, it was great. Mm. Uh, all athletes lived in dorms. I had my own bedroom. We had like apartment style dorms. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I only shared a bathroom with one, one other girl, had my own bedroom, double bed. Um, oh, you were set. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty nice. And I got to do that for two years. So, Excellent. so do you, rem do you remember that first game? I don't, Oh, if I'm being completely honest, I'm going um, to give you a stat line on it. Oh God. How did you pull that up? Is it a fall game or a spring game? Fall or no spring, February. Spring? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea. Six, one win over Howard college. Okay. You threw a complete game, four hit, three Ks and a walk. There you go. Nice. Not a, bad, not a bad first outing for a freshman. Yeah, a little 18-year-old me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys were somewhat of a powerhouse those two seasons you were there, weren't you? Right, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, freak, you were 41 and 16 that first year and then 46 and 11 the following year. I mean, that's just, you know, those great numbers right there. What, uh, any, what are some of the big memories that stick out to you from your time there? Um, being able to be two way, I think was right. huge for me there. Um, it's some, that's one of the reasons I picked it too. I was very upfront that that was something I wanted to do was hit as well. Um, so just having a piece in every game, knowing I was, I contributed to all 40, whatever of those wins each season, um, was something I was really looking for. And that's probably the most impactful for me. Right. Now you, that you're. Last season that you were there, so your sophomore year, you guys made the championship game, did you not? Yeah, we did. Yeah, and just come up a, just a little bit short. I mean, yeah, it was close. So, four three final. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you the story if you want. Oh, um, let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was our third game of the day. I had thrown every game except for one that tournament. Ooh. So I that's JUCO though. I threw so many double headers that season. Um, that's just Juco. Like you ride yeah, yeah. your people till you die. Um, and I was dead yeah. uh, by the end of that game. And we were up top of seven, three, two. And then I gave up a two run bomb in the top of seven and I collapsed because I thought it was a walk off. I forgot we were home. <laughs> just like I was so exhausted. I like didn't have any mental capacity and yeah. my catcher had to come out and pick me up. And she's like, dude, we still, we still got a hit. And then. Uh, we oh. got out and I went up, I, my, our best hitter, she was player of the year in our conference and everything, all American struck out looking, I go up, struck out swinging and then, uh, yeah, ended up just losing it. Uh, that sucks. And right there. Yeah. It's that sports though. It is. And the person that hit that home run, it was Hannah Cooper. Damn her. <laughs> Damn that Hannah Cooper. Yeah. Wonder where she is yeah, now. I know. She actually, she had two home runs and four RBIs in that game. Oh, nice. Damn. Good to know. Damn <laughs> Hannah Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we played them the game before too, because we had to beat them twice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that yeah. That's my, right. You did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my second game against them that okay, day. Okay. Yeah. Do. Man. So what led to the transfer to Austin P? Um, I followed the money, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I, lo I love honesty. Yeah, I, you know, being Canadian, it's, it's hard, like, to find a school 
that, you know, our parents, my parents never saved right. for university to the same aspect that a lot of different kids did. Um, well, I mean, it's totally but, different in Canada, right? For sure. I mean, yeah. Like we, we don't have the benefit of like the Americans and their travel ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. So, so I knew I was, my end goal was always to get onto team Canada in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And I was told I had to go D1. And so I found a D1 school that would pay for me. And, um, the girls I met there, I, I, I loved, I did enjoy my visit. I'm not just saying the money was the only reason. Right. Um, but it was, but I felt it I wanted to go D1 <laughs> yeah. and I wanted the money and pretty much it was a sealed deal. Really? Got to wear the red, white. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Step one. So, yeah. So, well, before you actually, before you got there, I mean, you got to compete in the 2017 Canada games in Winnipeg, brought home a silver medal. How cool was that experience? Yeah. Um, first multi-sport event um, was very fun. I, I love the camaraderie events with like, multi-sport events mm. you know i feel like i represent alberta on the canadian team and actually wearing alberta there just felt like a natural stepping path to it mm -hmm. um and beating undefeated team ontario was definitely a highlight semifinals there wasn't it? yeah 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 for sure that uh, was a big game that's a, so were, were you guys you guys were were you first or second week i don't remember i'm trying to remember. i want to say second okay so you had closing ceremonies then Yes, because yeah. we got our medals at closing. Oh, nice! That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think that was like the big thing. Okay, yeah, I got to. I was I played in the '97 games in Brandon, and okay. so I, we were there the first week, and I got to experience the opening ceremonies, and that still to this day is probably one of the biggest things in my life. Like just being a part of the opening ceremonies, and like you said, a multi-sport event. There's nothing like it. I mean, being able to go watch other people compete at their sport at a top level was friggin fantastic yeah it's so it's so cool yeah now so you guys were in winnipeg so you guys had your closing ceremonies at the it was at the mts center i think it was i, I want to see the hockey arena i uh, know it was outdoors oh was it yeah so oh, maybe okay a okay okay so oh yeah the opening ceremonies were at mts that's right too so the closing ceremony that was still pretty cool experience uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that was our medal ceremony too, which I think was extra cool. Um, I think we're the only sport that got to do that. So yeah, it's freaking awesome. Uh, yeah. so you get to Austin P how was the, uh, was there an adjustment period for you? Uh, bit time. Yeah. yeah. Um, that fall was probably the hardest of my collegiate, uh, experience. Um, you know, I'm a Juco kid. I, I'm coming off the top of the world. I, I was an All-American there. And then um, I walk into this team that's established, but doesn't have like a great culture. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm coming in wanting to do my job and help lead us. And they were kind of resistant at first, like just some kid coming in, trying to step on their toes almost. Mm -hmm. um, but I always knew that once spring came around, I felt like, you gain a lot of trust with those games and those performances. So um, I had some faith in that. And once we kind of got our feet under us in that first season, um, I could feel the trust and the friendship start to blossom a little bit more. Right on. So how, what, how big of a difference did you find between Juco and, and D1 play? Um, the biggest thing was probably defense. Right. Um, I feel like swings were pretty 
compatible. Pitching obviously was huge difference. I think that's the biggest difference, but um, yeah, like just the quality of pitchers and the quality of defense. You could definitely trust your defense more with mm-hmm. putting balls in play. Wow. Makes sense. And as a yeah. pitcher, as a pitcher, you love your defense. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Big, time. Big time. So again, do you remember your first game? I remember that one. Okay. I do. I was at Georgia Southern. Yep. And I, we lost. Yep. But I had like eight strikeouts. Oh, you're on. And you're my on first, yeah. And my first hit of the year was a home run. Yeah. Damn. There you go. <laughs> yes. Big time. That's a game. I mean, yeah. You know, besides a lot of us still, I mean, hitting a, hitting a jack in your first game. That's uh that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. First D1 hit was a home run. So <laughs> that's sick. Pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, what are some of the big memories for you at your time at Austin P? Um, just how like dominant I felt. I feel like I was truly leading that program into something it had never done before. Um, especially in that first year there, um, second year, I still felt pretty much the same, but we had a coaching change. So, okay. uh, just trying to, you know, we were the exact same team. We had one freshman come in besides that. Um, so just trying to hold on to what we had the previous year. That must have built you as far as, you know, as far as confidence goes and, you know, even character for, you know, coming from Juco and then D1 and having success that you did. I mean, that had to be huge in your development. Yeah. Um, I've always, I say it all the time. Um, I've always had like an underdog mentality. I love when people doubt me, you know, being from Alberta, especially in softball. Yeah, for sure. Um, something that's motivated me my whole life. And coming from JUCO 2D1, I wanted to prove that like JUCO kids can do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and prove that I could do it too. And um, yeah, confidence has never been something I've lacked. <laughs> hey, as a pitcher, you need it though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, let's talk Team Canada. Okay. Let's talk about that journey to being invited name to the team because you thought your softball career was done didn't you yeah yeah completely thought it was over so walk us through that and you know you're done with austin p and everything yeah um very unconventional uh a little bit of luck involved but um where i was going to school in tennessee was two and a half hours from where team canada was playing out of the mpf in southern illinois and all year I had been emailing Softball Canada. I don't even know who, like just like anyone and everyone that had a softball.ca email. <laughs> um, like, give me a shot, give me a tryout, let me know, like if there's like an elite team this year, all those kinds of things. Um, just wanted my name somewhere where they knew like I was still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got an email from Coach Smith saying, if you want to drive up and throw for us, like you're more than welcome to. So I said, yeah, absolutely. Grabbed my catcher from school and we drove up through a bullpen. He said, I had the opportunity to play in Italy that summer too, which I was highly considering. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I said, like, I have this opportunity. If that's something you would like to see from me um, or like, just let me know like what you would like um, for my development sake and potentially the future on this team. He was like, yeah, we might have you join here for a week or two, but nothing super crazy. Just like get your feet under you. I was like, awesome. Love it. 
So I'm driving back to my apartment. I got a phone call and he says, yeah, we'd like you to join the team tomorrow. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, right. Oh, not so like then, holding your cards close to you, like in person. And <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So in less than 24 hours, I had to pack up my apartment and drive up to uh, Marion, Illinois. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So the rest is there. How, how was that? Like, I mean, how was that for you? I mean, that's that's quite a huge jump. Yeah. Um, couldn't believe it. Was super stoked. Um, was super nervous. Like didn't, I wasn't, I was nervous, but I was more excited than nervous. Um, I was ready to show like, I've been trying to down this team for so long, like that underdog mentality. I was ready to show like, I can do this. I don't want any doubt. Right. That I'm not here for a reason. Um, so you guys, you guys would have been, you were playing as Canadian wild then, weren't you? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, right. Right. Those blue uniforms. I remember them. Yeah. I loved them. <laughs> they were sweet. Yeah. They were cool. Yeah. So, so, cool. so, I mean, you get there, what was the, did Smitty give you like a, do you say, you know, what your role was going to be when you got there? Yeah. Basically it was, uh, to learn, absorb, be in the culture. Um, you know, just like a help bridge the generation after that team. Right. Um, then when we were playing our first series, <laughs> um, he was like, yeah, we'll get you a nice healthy lead when we get you in. Like, so the nerves aren't too much. And of course <laughs> we have, we're up one run runner on first and third. <laughs> and I'm going in. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, well. But yeah, I went in, I, my first out, I got a strikeout. And, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Just throwing just you rolled. the fire. There you go. For sure. Freaking right. Oh, that's awesome. Now, so when, when was that? That would have been, was that the? 2019. That was, tw yeah, 2019. But was that, would that have been June? Or would that have been end of May? Uh, end of May, June, somewhere in there. So then you got named to the team to go to the Pan Am Games, right? Yeah. How special was that moment for you? Um, I didn't understand the weight of it at the time. Oh, really? Um, not to the full extent. I'd only been on the team for like a month and a half. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So I was still like, I, I knew what the Pan Am games were, um, but I didn't understand like how special they were to softball specifically. Right. Um, so I was just walking in like ready to get my feet wet, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> That's but awesome. I, yeah. But I know how big of a decision that was for me to make that roster. Mm -hmm. And I, I now understand the weight of it. And um, I'm super grateful that I got that opportunity. So how cool was the experience at Pan Am's? That was in, that was in Lima, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. That would, um, I mean, that must've been pretty sick. Yeah. That was the, like I've been playing in the MPF, but that was the first time that I was legitimately wearing Canada. Right. Um, and being able to see like the red, other and, white. The red white and black, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was, it was pretty special and, um, I didn't throw a whole lot, which was to be expected. Um, but I feel like I gained a lot of experience and especially in that tournament with only 15 people on a roster. Um, mm. I wore a lot of hats and I feel like I became a better teammate through that experience. Oh, no doubt. I mean, yeah. They had a pretty cool backdrop there, if I remember 
seeing pictures of it and whatnot. I mean, looking out in the outfield, you've seen like, wasn't there like houses on hills and. Yeah. Yeah. yeah little colorful houses. Yes. I could. Yeah. That's right too. Like that's yeah. uh, quite an epic backdrop. Yeah. Miserably cold though. <laughs> was it really? Oh, it was freezing. It was their winter. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah I it guess it like, would be. Yeah. Yeah. So it, they, they didn't prepare properly. Um, for weather oh, we got would, one pair of pants in our kit <laughs> yeah that would have been terrible for like the the southern like the south american teams and and mexico they would have been all oh, they would have been terrible about that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. canadians it are was, like let's go this is warm yeah <laughs> but, they the had fact, to send- but the fact that you're saying it was cold it must have been cold oh it was cold yeah. they the coc had to get the hbc to send down those canada mitts oh my jonathan's that- like they were sending down mitts and toques for us to wear that oh wow so what was it like can you remember what the temp like would have been like what five or six degrees oh something like that it was it was wow yeah and it was like misty and overcast the whole time windy wow that's crazy that that just reminded me of something i remember playing at the iscs and uh we were in i think it's quad city iowa and some of the umpires there were from Dominican and Mexico and places like that. And, uh, it was like early morning game, but it was like, you know, 18, 19 degrees Celsius, but they thought it like, you would have thought it was minus 20 being here in Canada. (laughs) They were like, they were bundled up in parkas and everything. I was like, this is hilarious. Like they think it's so cold. (laughs) I said, imagine them in Canada. Oh, yeah. Crazy. No doubt. Um, so after the, after that, the Pan Am Games, so the Olympic qualifiers were after that, correct? Yes. Like a couple of weeks later. Yeah. And you had to watch it? Yes. So what was the, what was the reasoning there? Like, I, I, um, I find that kind of weird that, you know, you were on the 2019 silver medal team and then you're in the stands. Right. Um, so the discussion was, I mean, I was pretty burnt out. I'll admit it myself. Um, coming off a 200 inning oh, right. season. Yeah, true. Um, and then playing in the MPF. Um, they had to name the Pan Am roster a little bit earlier than the qualifying roster too. So at the time of the Pan Am roster, I was still performing to. Oh, okay. Okay. Good extent. Well, that makes sense. And then, um, and then later on, he was able to name the qualifying roster. Um, I was burnt out and he thought we could manage with three pitchers um, and a hitter would be more useful, which I totally understood. Like, get Kels, get Kelsey in the lineup. Oh, yeah. Kels <laughs> can sure. hit. So, Kels can hit a little yeah, bit. Exactly. <laughs> so I was super understanding of that decision. Um, I didn't really take it as getting cut in any way. Right. Um, I, was still, I was still invited to qualifying to be with the team. Um, so I just had to sit in the stands. Mm. Yeah. They were sticklers about it too. They wouldn't let me in the dugout at all. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is really though. So you, yeah. get, you got to see Kaylee's walk off sitting in the stands. Yeah, I did. Co- I ran onto the field. <laughs> oh, did you? I bypassed the security and I ran into the field at home plate. <laughs> You're like, get the hell out of my way. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That was, hey, that's a, Kaylee's walkout. That's an epic moment in, you know, Canadian sports history for sure. Cause oh, that was yeah. a big moment. 
Yeah. And no one better, no one to have done it oh, better than her. Really though, eh? Yeah. So Love. after, so walk us through, I mean, walk us through the roller coaster ride of 2020. Cause I mean, with the pandemic hitting and then training for Olympics. Cause I mean, <laughs> there's a two year span there where it's, it's literally a roller coaster, is it not? Yeah. It, it's crazy that we survived it um, in any capacity. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were in Halifax full-time training and then all of a sudden we were going home um, to even just training at home when the Olympics were still in limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard. Like we were doing towel workouts. We were lifting cans of soups, loading <laughs> backpacks to get weights in them. <laughs> Um, lifting can of soup no literally i'm not kidding like trying to get anything with weight in them right um it's just i I just i picture rocky balboa in russia training (laughs) against the russian yeah (laughs) Yeah, thousand percent oh wow yeah um yeah trying to find somewhere to throw like Mm -hmm. i had to throw my basement again like i did when i was a kid um it was it was just bizarre so i mean when they when they made that announcement that you know it's canceled for a year. Like you have a year. Like, I mean, what was your mindset as far as, you know, personally going like, were you like, okay, I I have another year to make myself better. Uh, yes. Eventually, initially it was like, how am I going to keep this up for another year? Right. Yeah, that is a, that is a, (laughs) I agree. That is quite a while. Yeah. Like the, the amount of training we did that Olympic year is like for the first year before the Olympics, like the amount of training you do is insane, right? right. Like the preparation. Mm-hmm. So the thought of doing it again without a break was um, kind of hard to grasp at first, but um, we got a nice break. You know, this is probably the, that's probably the last summer or the first summer I've ever got to just like not play softball too. Yeah. So it was nice to have like step away from it. Um, Smitty gave us that openness too to be able to like step away and enjoy our time, enjoy our summers. Oh, that must have been good then. COVID. Yeah. So I got like a lot of hiking done. Um, got to see my friends, you know, COVID rates were low at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, all the outdoor activities and stuff like that. And it was actually super fulfilling and made me excited to get back into it. Well, Alberta didn't close anyway, didn't they? <laughs> Uh, they, uh, they did for a bit while I was there. I'll tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was shut down. Was it? Okay. Yeah. But yeah. In the summer it was open a little bit more, but everything was outdoors. Oh, okay. Anyway. Oh so. yes. Okay. I remember now. I mean, everything, it's, yeah. I feel like everything ran together. It, yeah. It's just such a weird time in our lives. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it feels like right now it feels like it was 10 years ago. Yeah, but, I agree. But it wasn't, it was three years ago. Which, yeah, uh, just uh, I don't know. It so, ate us all that much. Oh yeah, <laughs> really though. So I mean, yeah. you, you guys, you get back into training. You got you get the green light to, to. Did I? Did you and Sarah move to Halifax? We did. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's. I can't believe I did not know that. The only reason I know that is because I was listening to. I think it was, you you did a podcast with uh, what was it? More than athlete series. I think it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I heard you say that you and Sarah were living in Halifax and I was like, frig, I didn't even know that. And like, <laughs> I live like 
20 minutes from Halifax. So I was like, <laughs> oh, shoot, I did not know that. So you guys moving here. I mean, of course, Smee lives here. And, and was that uh, was that planned for you to for you guys to come here and, you know, be able to work with him being around you? Um, so the plan was like mainly is because Alberta had shut down again. It was winter. Um, Alberta, BC had shut down and the Atlantic had the Atlantic bubble going. Okay. Oh, um, I forgot about that. That's right too. Yeah. So everything was open there. Yeah. And we had, um, our strength coach was out of the CSI Atlantic as well at the time. So we were going to be able to work with him closely. Smitty was going to be there. He could come out to our bullpens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everything we kind of needed was there. And we had access to an apartment through the CSI Atlantic as well. Um, so where were you guys, where did you yeah. live at? Uh, we lived, I don't even know where it was. It was close to the CSI Atlantic near the Canada Game Center. Oh, okay. Clayton Park then. Was, yeah, walking distance. Yeah, okay. So you were definitely in Clayton Park. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but it was, it was a, besides the two-week quarantine that we had to do. Right. It was it was super ideal. I mean, I never would have been able to train like that if I stayed in Calgary. Mm. How was our winter that year? I'm trying to remember that. Uh, I think I was gone before winter. I was gone oh, before it got like bad. Yeah, we were there in the fall. Oh, um, our, our falls are fantastic. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yes. Loved it. God, we have yeah, great gorgeous. falls. Yeah. So, so. So yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. I mean, you're good. You're good. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. So you get you get you guys came here trained and then did you guys uh you guys ended did you you ended up going to Toronto to train like everybody I shouldn't say everybody but a big group of you is ended up training in Toronto together did you yeah so yeah. after Halifax um the bubble collapsed so then I went home for a month for Christmas and then we had a camp in Toronto um and then after that I had we had like a two month period of being decentralized and um a group of four of us were chatting with Sopal Tanda and they actually got us an Airbnb to stay in in Toronto so that we could train with the Toronto based group. Oh nice. Yeah, so that was pretty sick. Yeah. That was something I never thought they would do for us, but it was super sick. Oh super that would cool. that would help with I mean not just you know your training purposes, but I mean team chemistry as well. Oh yeah, good time. Yeah so when did uh when did you guys end up going to florida uh late march of 21 right right so then i'm like i'm trying to think back like i'm rewinding my brain here trying to remember the (laughs) timeline because i mean i've talked to you know everybody on the the team pretty much right as far as everything (laughs) went but uh at when was the point when they cut it down to 16 um like the final olympic roster sorry 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 right when there was i'm trying to remember because didn't after the january camp uh it was cut down to 18 that's right that's right sorry sorry yeah sorry. yeah so no, eight, 18 of 18 of you just went to florida correct yes yeah so i mean what how did uh how did everything go down in florida um I thought, I thought everything went great. Mm. Um, our, if I'm talking living wise, like we were in Airbnbs again with pools, we weren't allowed to go do anything because we were in a bubble. 
Um, so having like that accessibility to being outside and being at houses with people was super. Yeah. You super guys, fun. you guys were like on like, like had fantastic setup down there. Cause I remember. I yeah. Did, we were living it up. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I did. I can remember doing a podcast with Joey, I think when she, yes, when she yes. was down there. Yes. And I think we were over at her house at the time. Oh, okay. I totally remember her talking about it. Right on. Cause yeah. Cause I was talking to her. I remember when we, before we start recording, I could, Jenna was in the background. She's like, Hey, <laughs> I was like, hey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you guys had a great setup down there. Yeah. I'm, I'm super grateful for that time. I mean, when, when else are you going to get to live in Florida for free with like some of your best friends? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Super cool. Now. So the day that they announced the 15 and you're the 16th, is it easy to say one of your toughest days? Uh, yeah, you could say that yeah. <laughs> for well, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, walk us through that. I mean, the fact that after that you had to play, you had to, you had to keep playing up until you guys went to Japan. Did you not? Right. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, that's, that had to be tough. Yeah. I mean, it's heavy. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that I can talk about it now. Right. Um, it took me a while for sure. Yeah. Um, but that day, I'm going to be honest, like up until the moment that a roster was posted in our um, team announcements, I I really, truly didn't know what was going to happen. I knew it was between me and Bay. Right. Uh, for that last position. And, um, in my meeting after the, it was posted, he said like they just wanted the experience on the, on the team, on the field. Mm. That was super frustrating for me because it was always unattainable. Right. It was something I could never gain in that small amount of time. Um, it was never something I could perform on. It was always something that was outside of my control. Yeah, that would be tough for sure. So originally that was really hard to grasp and understand. But as I've kept playing, I see the benefit of it. Um, you know, having gone to a, a Pan Am Games already and mm -hmm. going to my second one, um, you know, there's no there's no shock value anymore. Right. Um, so I I I can understand his position and his decision and give him some grace and less like um, negativity towards right. the decision. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. What, so yeah. I mean, what was it like being around? I mean, the experience of Danielle and Lauren, I mean, cause there's two Olympians from 2008 and, you know, to be around them and see, you know, what they brought to the table. I mean, did you gain anything from that? Uh, yeah, I think so. Big time. Yeah. Um, uh, just being around, I'll start with Bay. Like we had a good relationship just being the two lefties on the team. Right. And she was the oldest and I was the youngest, which was really funny. But she she wanted to learn all the new things from me. Yeah. <laughs> so she'd keep in touch with her kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But um, seeing her come back and her experience with refinding herself right. within the sport was super cool to learn and understand that I don't need to be peaking all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and with Danielle, like... Danielle just has that FU mentality all the time on the field. Doesn't she though? Yeah. And so she always was super kind to me, always showed me the support, answered any questions I had um, because she knew 
her experience when she was first on the team was not a positive one. Right. And she was, she's very committed to leaving a legacy. Um, so I'm very grateful for her for never showing me that, um, same negativity she felt right. or had. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. Now you actually went over to Japan though. Yes. And then had to come home when the game started. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I can't even fat. Like I, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But so if COVID hadn't been a thing, would you have been able to stay? Yeah, I had, oh, okay. I would have been able to stay, watch the games. Right. Um, I had full accreditation, so I could have even gone in the village. Okay. Uh, so I, out of like their experience was definitely robbed, like not being able to stay and celebrate and experience like athlete life in the village to the fullest and, and with people and, in the stand and no fans like that was just and, weird watching yeah. um but like my experience was taken completely because yeah. of covid yeah now that th that plane ride home i i heard you say that you you know they all went to the olympic village and you had to go to the plane <laughs> how many drinks did you have on the plane because i would have <laughs> just been hammered <laughs> Um, I, I think I blacked out on that plane. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm oh, kidding. Frick. I, know. I, I think, know. I think I blacked out like ment mentally. Mentally. Yes. For yeah. Sure. Like I have no recognition of the plane. Uh, yeah. I remember the, the flight attendant was like, why, why are you here? Like she was like genuinely asking. She was so confused because she'd been coming with all the athletes. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I was, I had to explain my situation to her and she felt bad and gave me like the first class like package. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't yeah. move me up, but she gave me the package. Oh, okay. Well, at least you got the package. I mean, that's, a, that's, yeah, all right, I know. <laughs> yeah. So was it, was it tough to watch? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to set boundaries with my family because I, I went to dinner with friends and family one night, like softball friends and family. And they were like, ah, oh, like, why, why, why did she have to come out of retirement? Like, weren't you hoping someone got injured? Like just saying all these negative things about these people I had spent, you know, the past, like past year and a half training with, playing with, like, these are my closest friends. They're like my your sisters now. Like, yeah. yeah. Like my biggest support group. And I come home and it's natural for people to think that way. Like wanting me to get the experience. Um, but that was never my intention. I, I always wanted the best for every single person on that team. Um, and so coming home and hearing that, I initially was like, I'm not watching a game with you guys. Like I watched them all by myself, except for one. And I was like, I need to like, just, I need to pretend I'm there with them in that moment. Right. I had to distance myself from those comments. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes total sense. So, I mean, looking back now, do you take certain things from that and think they made you a stronger person? Uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I learned how to be a teammate even more so. Right. Um, you know, I've always been, as I said, like in my collegiate career, like I was always the ace and this time I wasn't even anybody. I wasn't even there. Right. right. Yeah. So, so learning that my efforts impacted them and helped them perform, it will always be the most impact, like most special thing to me. Yeah. Um, and like they, I know every single one of those 15 girls knows it was a team of 16. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For and they'll sure. say, they'll say at any time, I, 
if I'm talking about it, they'll always honor my contributions. Yep, absolutely. So now that uh, 2028 in LA is there, is that the ultimate goal now? Ideally, yes. Yeah. Um, life gets in the way sometimes. Um, True enough. Yeah. Yeah. But um, if everything goes the way I want it to, yeah, that's definitely my end goal. Well, I mean, I mean, it's five years away. Right. A lot can happen. And, but at the same time, you'll be what, 31? Something like that. 31. I don't hey, think about it. <laughs> that's, that's prime right there. Like that's when, that's when you're just hitting your prime right there. So I know, I, I know. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, in the back of your mind, you have to be thinking about saying, okay, got to go for this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm at the point where I, I would never forgive myself if I didn't. Mm. Um, so I like, I'm going to put everything I can into it. My, my next five-year plan will be directed towards it for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, as long as everything goes, I stay healthy and all things considered. Right. And actually that just, I just thought of a question, Morgan squared, Morgan Reimer, of course, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, how big of a part is she for that team Canada in the future? Um, I, th I think the youth is going to be huge. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we have a lot of veterans and experience on the team, but we're never going to be able to do it without them. Yeah. So knowing she's going into a great program, like she just signed with UW, I yep. think today, yesterday. Yesterday, yep. Yeah, officially. So um, knowing she's going to be in good hands and grow and have even, you know, Vicks there too. So nudging her towards like international softball and learning from her, she's going to be learning ways of our team as well. So that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Vic being, there is, Vic being there is huge. I mean, yeah. not only that, I mean, you have Heather Tara as the head coach and then you also have sis Bates and, and Courtney Gano there with Vic. So, I mean, that's, right. that's quite of a, quite a squad to, you know, get some experience from. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm super excited for her and, um, everyone else that has been within the athlete pool. Um, mm -hmm. that's still, I feel like Rafter's done a really good job on focusing on the growth of our program. Yep. Um, actually that's so. a good question. I, that's a good question i have to ask what's it like having you know rafter there and and joey there is you know they they were teammates so i mean yeah what's how's the culture change in any aspect um they've always been kind of mentors for me in my position right um, so it's been an, an easier transition for me than say like erica or larissa um but it it would still take some adjustments. You know, you got to learn the gray areas, hmm. the new gray areas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but I, I love learning from them. Um, I think they're so knowledgeable. Joey helped me a lot during uh, Santiago just with like mentality and stuff. And Rafter's Rafter. She knows everything. She knows so. everything. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> She's like an encyclopedia. Good time. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a thing I like to end the podcast with here. I call it Player Association. I'm going to throw out some names to you. If you have a story, let it fly. If not, just maybe, you know, say a few words about them. Okay. First one. These are all, you know, pretty much friends of the show. Erica Polidori. <laughs> oh, I love Erica. Um, best laugh. Um, most supportive person. <laughs> best laugh. 
Love her laugh. <laughs> if Erica's crafting up, I'm crafting up. <laughs> what? Just infectious, eh? Yeah, big time. Yeah. All right. Uh, Janet Leong. Um, stud. Oh, big time. Uh, she saved my ass too many times. <laughs> yours, um, it, yours and a lot of others. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, stud. No, no, no stories? Oh, I figured oh, I'd get story? some stories. Uh, uh, Okay, we were in. Okay, I got a good one. Okay. Um, we were just when we were in Santiago, we were on the bus on the way to the <laughs> to the field, mm. and we hit. She warned me there was like a huge bump coming, and I had a coffee in my hand <laughs> with a lid. <laughs> so I was holding my coffee, and we hit this giant bump, and my entire coffee left the cup <laughs> and went right back in without a drop being spilled. No. And. I, that experience would never have happened without Janet warning me. <laughs> and it was probably the funniest thing that happened the whole time we were there. Oh, my God. We laughed for probably 20 minutes about it. That would have been awesome to have on video. That would have oh, been viral. I, oh, I will never forget seeing the liquid, the brown liquid come out and go right back into the cup. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. All right. Uh, two more here. Okay. Callum Pilgrim. Uh, Callum Pilgrim. Uh, fellow alternate for 2020. Uh, we roomed together in Marion when we were playing with the Canadian Wild in 21. Um, she She's such a huge, she's she's the epitome of Canadian, like nice, sweet, um, <laughs> just the kindest giving person. Um, and I never could have done my role as an alternate without her doing her role as an alternate as well. Right. She had a great Pan Ams. She did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All, all Pan Am team, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Big, just shows. Yeah. Uh, last one here. Yeah, Sarah Gronenwagen. <laughs> um, oh, so many stories with Sarah. Um, I, I figured you did. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, in our time in Halifax. Um, no, I lied. I'm going to say the, well, something from Toronto. Okay. Um, we, we were living in our Airbnb, me, her, and Emma. And we went to go to ice cream from Dairy Queen. And as we were driving in the, one of the houses, there was in the second floor, there was a silhouette of a horse, like a full size horse. <laughs> and I've never been so shocked in my life <laughs> to see a horse on the second floor. <laughs> and to this day, we don't know if we imagined it or if it was actually there because we never saw it again. We drove back time and time again trying to find this horse and Sarah was so like adamant on trying to find this horse as was I but because Emma missed it because she was driving right and Emma in the horse and we never got to show her <laughs> and I'm very upset that's crazy <laughs> we were just in we were just in Markham again um this summer or no just uh before Pan Am's right and we we tried to find it again and we couldn't find it <laughs> We took the team car going to find this horse. <laughs> what you say? Oh, we're going to find a horse. <laughs> oh my gosh. We just like, we're pitchers, right? So while the yeah. team's hitting, just like left and went to go find this horse. That's amazing. Find it. Oh, that's fantastic. So stupid. The stupid things you do with your team. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Um, for ridiculous. sure. And those are the things that stick out of them, of course. Nothing softball related. No. And she's not a bad pitcher as well. No, she's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Her... Uh, you her, saved my ass, I saved hers, so. Yeah, her 2015 Pan Ams at home here against the U.S. 
is just <laughs> crazy. I mean, yeah. beating the U.S. is one thing, but I mean, the way she did, she had such a great game. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mo, this has been frigging awesome. I loved talking to you. I appreciate you taking the time to come on. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're busy as hell. And, you know, you taking the time to come on here and have a chat with me, definitely appreciate it. No, I appreciate you reaching out. Um, I've been following you for a while and I'm just one of the tokens of the Canadian team you got now. You got to chase the other ones down. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely got to get them on. Listen, Mo, all the best going forward. All the, you know, all the best Texas State, not Texas Thank Tech, you. Texas State going yeah. forward. And uh, of course, I'm going to be rooting for you on the Canadian national team as well. Well, thank you so much. All right. Take care. Thanks. Yo, I finally got the truth from ya And took a bit, y'all recognize wow. The classified was never one to mess around with lies huh. It ain't my nature, total behavior Be opposite, dropping it I'll be the dopest MC rockin' it Composed tracks, got your mind in the days And got you wondering how I can flip it every which way Lots of practice Hey yo, class brings tactics That make you bounce around like you and your girl on the mattress Son, I'll stop you in your track with your weak style And you can speak foul, but can you really freak foul? Too many MCs on the mic sound the same It's kinda funny though, cause they're the ones that found the fame So what's I say, about the world and the music business I guess it's all about the bank and how much money's in it And half-life is like half-broke I gotta work the nine to five to put my own records out It ain't a problem, yo, keeps me focused on the mic It makes my skills tight, it feels right to shake the light So I'ma break it for the million MCs speaking raps They never see no money, no fame or no contract And yo, you know most of us won't See a million bucks, most of us will end up broke To me, that's what it ain't about Yo, I live for it Hip-hop, what's the best you can give for it? What you take me for, son? Another ten minute rapper. We're only in the game because it's friends in it. Blast your wounds that leave your brain intoxicated. If duplicated, I'ma start this off and instigated. So watch yourself. Or catch a lyric to that dome in seconds. I use my microphone to tear MCs apart in sections. I use my mind to amplify the situation needed and put them all together when my destination meet it. And now I'm at the spot for sure convinced that it was never about talking it, all about rocking it and dropping it. From late at night to early morning, rappers on the mic will DJ. Focus on the core and change It's got my mental doing flips You come and do this game Think it's easy, y'all can do this So put the mic down Let an empty like me kick it Flip it, rip it That's how I hit it Ha!